Welcome, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of Sown and Rooted. I am your humble host, Kimberly Collins, the Educated Natural. If you are not familiar with me or this show, just know this. This is the place where we get to the root of any issue pertaining to business. That's right. So if there is an issue in your heart that you know you are definitely struggling with, or maybe you're just not knowledgeable on it, this is the place you want to be. And today's show is no different. My featured guest this evening, afternoon actually, needs no introduction. I mean, she's been here before. And if I can be real with you, just between you and I, without her, and her encouragement to me, I wouldn't be sitting before you today. You wouldn't even be hearing my voice today. And you definitely wouldn't know anything about Team KC10, i.e. Kimberly Collins, the Educated Natural. For it was this special lady right here that coined the name KC10. And I love her, love her, love her. And when every time we get together, it is nothing but pure education for those that are under the sounds of our voices. But without further ado, let me tell you who this wonderful, very knowledgeable lady is. She is affectionately globally known at this point as the home biz tax lady. She is the figurehead, the creator of Everett Tax Solutions. And if you still haven't figured out who she is, well, let me just tell you her name. Her name is Mrs. Lusandra Everett. And trust me, if you are a business owner and you need to know about taxes, then you have arrived at the right place. So go ahead on. Let me introduce to some and present to others none other than my featured guest of today's episode, Mrs. Lusandra Everett. Welcome. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. And listen, I'm sitting like getting chills. Like, yes, because I was like, hey, Casey, Tim, how you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so honored for that because you you know what I tell people, like the home biz tax lady was not my idea. Keisha Bass gave me this idea. So I am so excited to have been able to pay that forward in your life. So that is so awesome. Okay. Yes. Yes. You know, I tell you, when you said that, I was like, I like that. Not only do I love her, but I like that. Thank you. And that, Lysandra, has followed me. Team KC10. I mean, I've put it on my website. I was like, because I know you and the huge following you have. I said, so if she said it, we're going to rock with it. So I thank you. I am so honored. That is very cool. Like that has, that's made my whole week right there. (laughs) Listen, for those that are not familiar with you, please, at the top of the show, tell everyone who is the home biz tax lady, Mrs. Lysandra Everett. Okay. So I no, who am I? I am a child of God. I Mm -hmm. am a professional. I am a teacher at heart. I, you know, what I do, I give passionately and I give from my soul. So, you know, when we're out here doing these things, it might look all cute and everything, but as soon as you hit that off button, it's like, whoo, because you have taken that energy from your soul. So I come from the home business industry, which is why I chose to, to specialize in home business taxes because this is a really the segment of 
the business population that winds up in the most tax trouble. Yeah. And so I decided that, you know what, I come from the home business industry and I've done a lot in the home business industry. So I know the stuff that's out there. Like this is where I can best have the biggest impact and, you know, and affect change. Right. And, you know, combating the street committee, terrible social media tax advice that come from, you know, everybody want to be a tax professional from January <laughs> to April. Yes. But once April 15th hits, then it's like the light switches go off, then who you got, right? There you go. So, um, so yeah, that is, that's really, you know, the premise of where I come from, how I became the home biz tax lady, um, because I'm like, this is the industry because everybody starts at home. Right. I don't care who you are. Mark Zuckerberg started in a college dorm that was home at time, you know, at, you know, Steve Jobs started in the garage at home. You, right. Jeff Bezos started in the kitchen at home. So everybody starts at home when they're in their business and it's just you grow out of it. So if I can help get you right here at the beginning and get you on a solid foundation when you grow and boss out, you're going to grow and boss out and you won't crumble. Absolutely. Absolutely. I told y'all. So if you haven't already, grab your pen, pencil, crayon, a rock, something <laughs> that you can write with. Grab a notebook. Don't try to memorize it because the nuggets that she drops anytime you come in contact with her, it's going to be so much. You're not going to be able to retain it up here. So go get you some paper. Okay, so while you're doing that, I'm gonna give a shout out and a thank you to our live studio audience all across the place. Thank y'all for being here, each and every one of you. At the end of this segment, get your questions together now as we're going through this. Because at the end, we're going to pick some questions and she's going to answer them for you. Because the goal of this show is come January, nobody is struggling trying to get these taxes together. Okay, mm -hmm. you should start right now. Absolutely. So, hello. So <laughs> trust me, I'm with you. You start now. So come January, by February, you should be already ready to go, go see your tax person. Like, let's do this. Yes. So hopefully you got all your pencils and papers and everything that you need, because we're about to get into this. Now, Lissandra, when I first met you way back in 2013, goodness, that seems like a decade ago. <sighs> well, Almost. Wow. Yes, I know. Say it out loud. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Aging both of us up. <laughs> When I first met you, you were in an area called internet marketing. Mm -hmm. How did you go from that arena into becoming an enrolled agent? Can you explain to us what an enrolled agent is and what do you do? Okay, so that is a fantastic question. An enrolled agent is a federally licensed practitioner by the IRS. So I took a three-part exam, passed all three parts. If you follow me on social media, um, come like December, y'all gonna see all the pictures of like, oh my God, I passed. Like several yes. years ago, but it's like, oh my God, I passed. That was, look, a whole hot mess on Facebook that I was feeling all of them emotions at that point. But, um, but taxes was something I'd always wanted to learn, but I was never in the right place at the right time. And so, you know, when you say, how did I go from internet marketing to uh, becoming a tax professional? That is really divine intervention. And I kid you not, um, because I had gotten to a place where I was very frustrated and, you know, I was working, working, working. 
and I was doing all the things, but it still was not coming together. And so I, so this was in um, August of 2014, um, because I was getting ready to move from California to Virginia. And I remember standing in my garage and I was looking at the carcasses of everything. And I was like, this, this has to end. Um, so I, you know, I threw away all that stuff when I got to Virginia and this was in, um, October, right around October. And I just said, okay, God, I'm just not going to do nothing. <laughs> and I heard a distinct voice that said, it's about time. And I just said, you know, I just need to be sustained. If you could just give me enough to sustain me. And then I went to work on me. And I worked on me for about 15 months. Like I remember this time in my life very vividly. And at the end of that 15 months, I'm sitting in the Girl Scout meeting at my daughter's school. And one of the other moms said, hey, my parents own a tax uh, business and they're having a tax class. I was like, sign me up because I was always in the wrong place at the wrong time, any other time. Mm -hmm. At that point, I was not doing anything else. This is something I always wanted to do. Sign me up. And at that point, it has been all gas, no brakes. And so I will say to you that when you are walking in your purpose and you are really aligned in what God's will is for you, everything will fall into place. Yes, I kid you not. And I am astonished even looking back over, you know, Everett Tax Solutions will be five years old the end of January. And looking back over just, you know, last five or six years being in the tax business, it's been a whirlwind ride, you know? And so it was just that. We just, like I said, all gas, no brakes. And so as much as we talk about the numbers of business, you really have to be in, you've got to be in your purpose. Absolutely. Like if you're, I don't care, you can be doing all of the right things, but if you are not where you are designed to be, you will fail. Yes. I can tell you that I'm, and I'm telling you from experience. So, yes. you know, it's so as much as it is about the numbers, it is more about you, who you are and who you're designed to be. Absolutely. I concur. So the because, divine intervention, but you know, <laughs> I believe so, because I went from seeing you in the internet marketing field. There was a time I didn't really see you too much. We both went to do our own things, following our own star. And the next thing I know was a video that you were referring to where you were crying. I'm like, what's going on? And then there was so much excitement and so much emotion. I'm in there crying like it's me. <laughs> and I'm like, she did it. Like, I was so excited for you. And I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. She didn't even tell me that she was even pursuing this. <laughs> right. Because, you know, but she know, but you also know how I am, too. I tell you when it's done, not when I'm right. Doing it. That is I, true. Like, I really don't tell. Like, like I'm up here. Dun, 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 I'm doing this. <laughs> I'm doing that. I'm Supergirl. No, I'm I'm putting my head down doing the work. I'll pop up when I'm done to tell you what I did. That is true. And that is a great tactic. Because if you're not putting your head down and you're focused on what everybody else is doing, you're going to miss something. 
So yeah. I absolutely, I actually learned that tactic from you because people have asked me, what are you doing with you? I'm like, I'm just working. I got it. Don't worry about me. Just keep me in prayer. I, I got yeah. it. So I learned that from you because those of you that may not know this, Lysandra was my very first business coach. She is the one that brought me out of my shell, fresh out of grad school and put me in that 60 day video challenge mm -hmm, all the way out of my shell. <laughs> 60 days, you all, a video a day on YouTube for a person that's never been in front of the camera other than to take a picture. And you pretty much have to chase me down to do that. And now you want me to do a video for thousands of millions of people to see. I was like, yeah. she is tripping. She has the wrong one. <laughs> but listening to her and trusting her during that time and even now has been one of the greatest decisions that I can say I've ever made. So I personally just want to thank you for that because I'm telling you, I would have still been the makeup girl. Nobody would have never known who I was. <laughs> but because wow. of bringing, yeah, bringing me out of that. And now when I go MIA, I have people inboxing me saying, where are you? We need to hear from you. And I'm like, this is Lysandra sending her secret angels in here again. <laughs> because yeah. it was you at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, and that and that really that really honors me because we um, because you never know who you're going to touch. And right, when right. you come with a genuine spirit, because we, you know, our, our, our goal should be to always want each other to, to succeed and regardless of the field, right? Like I didn't care what you were doing as long as it was where you were supposed to be. Right. So right. that's, I'm, I'm honored. Like, well, I feel so like I'm telling you guys, <laughs> if you are not connected with her, especially entrepreneurs, you need to uh, get your pen and paper real tight in your hand because Lysandra is about to give out her contact information, her website, her social media. So take it away, Lysandra. So on social media, I am the home biz tax lady on everything. Uh, I am. I really hang out on Facebook and YouTube the most, you guys, like for real. <laughs> uh, but I am on Twitter. I actually joined a Twitter challenge. So follow me on Twitter so I can boss out on this Twitter challenge, okay? Uh, so I can get my life there. I'm also on Instagram as the home biz tax lady. My uh, my. My professional website is everettaxsolutions.com. Make sure you get all three T's together because I messed that up too, even in my email. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so you can find me on there and on, on all those platforms. You can message me and we'll get you on the right track. Now, for those of you that may not know this, there is something else that Lysandra and I share. We're both vets. We're both married to active duty service members. So for the ones that's wondering what in the world she was doing in California, can you please tell these wonderful listeners, what were you doing in California? It should be yeah, obvious, we, but let's we say. move because that's our jobs, girl. That's what Hello. we do, right? Um, yeah, I was, you know, what's, what's funny is when I started this whole internet marketing thing back in 2009, 2010, right? It's been a long time I have been on this internet. So if you're thinking to yourself, I've been doing this for so long and this is trash, keep going, baby. Yes. <laughs> it takes time. Um, 
So I'm, you know, that overnight success that takes 10 years, right? But, you know, even during that time, you know, people were trying to plan all these trips and, you know, getaways and retreats and all of that. I'm sitting there like, when is that exactly? Yeah, I can't do that because we're going to be moving right about that time. And so people were like, you can't move that often. But over the years, people were like, holy cow, you really do move. Like, yeah, that's what we do. That's it. Um, so we have, um, I think we're like on our eighth duty station in the last 10 years. So, yeah. I want to so add we, we averaged about 18 months in each spot. Like we're in Virginia right now. So we're setting a record <laughs> right now <laughs> for being somewhere. We've been here for three years. Like write that down. Um, wow. We haven't been anywhere for three years before. Well, I'm blessed because everywhere we have gone has been three years. I yeah. think the shortest was when he went to school in Kansas, which was for one year. Yeah, we did but that. Every, yes. <laughs> and everything else has been three. So thank you, Lord, because PCS time, moving time, for those of you who may not understand that acronym, permanent change of station time is a very stressful time on military members and their families. So when we say yeah. we move, we move. Mm -hmm. Our life is totally different than everybody else that's stationary. Yeah. We move. Like, we can't get comfortable anywhere, to be honest with you. Nowhere. Like, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> really, that's what led me to internet marketing, because people do not understand, like, it sucks trying to find a job as a military oh, spouse, yes. because companies know that you're going to be moving. It's just a matter of when. Right. So, you know, so companies really were not interested in hiring us. And, you know, prior to... Michelle Obama, military spouses couldn't even draw unemployment when we moved, yeah, you know, so we would sit here and work, you, you know, if we were fortunate enough to find a good job and then have to move, we couldn't even draw unemployment in between duty stations because moving was not good, a good enough reason to be able to do that. And so that's one of the ways that Michelle Obama really did impact the military spouse community for us to be able to do that to sustain us financially. Because, you know, if we work and we pay into unemployment, how come, how come we can't draw unemployment? Right. You know? So that was, that was one of a huge thing of how she uh, impacted the military spouse community. Absolutely. Give it up for Michelle Obama. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yeah. Yes. yes. Right. Thank, you, people, thank you. Thank you. People don't know that stuff behind the scenes. Like, no, she really no hooked idea. us up. Like I, you know, I, I'm done because by that time I got frustrated. I'm like, no, we got to find something else because I'm not looking for another job. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> I am with you. That was one of the first questions anytime when I would go on an interview was like, how long are you going to be here? How long are you going to be here? When did you get here? I'm like, good. As soon as they hear a military spouse, it was like, all oh, my like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Do I want to hire you? So I'm with and you. I, that's, what, that's what made me go the way that I went. And I felt like I was selling my soul. You know, mm. like, yeah, I'm going to be here for three years. <laughs> good well. I was probably going to be there about a good 15 months, but I needed a job. So right. like, 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 Jesus, you just going to have to deal with me when I get to the by and by. But you put me in this situation. So, you know, so. right. Um, but yeah, I, I felt like I, I, so I was like, you know what? This is for the birds. There's got to be something else that I can do that I can move. And I can still maintain my income and all of that. And so like this really was, this was a blessing from the Lord because I have been able to move this business twice and I haven't missed a beat. And I can count mm -hmm. 
the customers that I have lost because I moved somewhere else. Mm, got you. Yeah. So it has been a blessing. So every tax solutions, we move and groove and grow all at the same time. There you go. I absolutely love it. Now, the road to enrolled agent. I'm pretty sure when people hear that term, they probably have either some misconceptions or they get it confused with like CPAs. Mm -hmm. How are you different than let's say a CPA or some other HR block tax professional? Another fantastic question. So CPAs are America's accounting experts. Enrolled agents are America's tax experts. So when people are becoming CPAs, they're heavy into the accounting and they're light on tax. Now there are CPAs who specialize in tax, don't do accounting. There are CPAs that do accounting, don't do tax. Enrolled agents, tax is our world. And you do have um, people who are CPA EAs, right? Because um, an EA is a federal license, so we can practice nationwide, where CPAs are you know, generally limited by state. So a lot of them become EAs, and then they're, they're so they can really practice nationwide. So, you know, so that's that's the main difference. And they have a way cool degree and everything. There is no bachelor's degree in taxation, although there should be. Now, um, now the difference between an enrolled agent and like you said, someone that may be at one of the tax franchises or something like that. And listen, you don't even have to be in a tax franchise. Like there's, you know, some light switch preparers out there that they turn on the light in January and turn it off in April, right? Um, you know, and that's one of the things about the tax industry is the tax industry is not regulated. So as long as you can get a prepare tax ID number, which is filling out an application, as long as you can pass a background check, as long as you can buy some software, you can be in business to prepare taxes. Please note, I did not say anything about education. Right. Mm. So the people that you encounter generally in the tax franchises, they have taken um, they have taken a test, but um, their knowledge may not be as extensive as somebody who is an enrolled agent or CPA or something like that. Now, there are very knowledgeable what we call unenrolled preparers unenrolled because they are not enrolled agents. Gotcha. There are some very knowledgeable ones, but you really got to do your homework. Right. And ask the right questions. Ask them about their experience. Ask them about their continuing education. Like, you know, how many hours of continuing education do you have? Right. Because, um, you know, as enrolled agents, we are required to have at least 24 hours of continuing education credits per year. An unenrolled preparer does not have that requirement. They can voluntarily in you know, enroll in a program that is called the annual filing season participant. So at least with an annual filing season participant, they are at least getting that minimum of 24 continuing continuing education hours per year. But there are a lot of people out there just listen, they just flip on the lights, get some software and we just we do taxes. Mm. So I'm glad you mentioned education because people that may be watching us here may be saying why in the world should I hire her or, or why should I hire an enrolled agent at all? You're, you guys have to go through this continual education. For mm -hmm. those of you that may be interested in the field, 
Can you give them some advice or a heads up as far as what it takes to become an enrolled agent and the educational side of things? Yeah, see, becoming enrolled a an enrolled agent, that's the easy part. <laughs> <laughs> Staying one and a good one, that's an entirely different, a different animal. Now, I listen, I will tell you, the enrolled agent exam is, is very challenging. Um, there's three parts. Now, part two is the one that will break you down, okay? Because I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Right. Because it was it was a listen, it broke you down. But, um, you know, but if you are really looking to be a professional in this business, that 24 hours, that's the minimum stuff. Right. And we invest, you know, people who really do this professionally, we invest heavily in our education. And I, let me be the one to tell you, I can blew my continuing ed budget this year. I'm like, I don't need to learn nothing else. Not this year. <laughs> Because I spent all the money, okay? All the money, but I got smart, okay? But I spent all the continuing ed money. Um, But it does, it costs money. And, you know, if you're going to, can you get free continuing education? Yes, you can. But again, that's only going to get you some surface level stuff. So when you're talking about really uh, becoming a professional and digging into this tax code, you got to be ready to invest. If you're not going to do that, then then you'll be average. So you've got a choice of being ordinary or extraordinary. And you know how we do. Yeah, you know how we do. Mm. We're ordinary. We don't. We're, <laughs> we're allergic to that. We just allergic don't do that. to ordinary. No, I mean, but it really became my goal to be one of the smartest people in the field because if anybody is going to be able to help people, you gotta be. You gotta know the tax code. Wow, that's true. That tax code is something else. I'm glad we have people like you because whoo. And I'm a geek like that. Like, I'm like, oh, my my geekness did not become evident until I became a tax person. I was like, girl, you're a geek. Because <laughs> I'm sitting there like, ooh, the new bill's out. And I'm sitting there on Saturday morning flipping pages. Shut up. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> on the couch, reading the tax bill. Let me see what y'all doing over here. Congress's bill. What y'all doing over here? Let me see what's going on. <laughs> See, and guys, this is why everyone, this is exactly why you need your own home biz tax lady in your quarter because she does the stuff that you know you don't want to. Let's get just be honest. My, my, one of my girlfriends, Kenya Harris, she said, get you a me, okay? Listen, That's it. Get you one. <laughs> get you one. Matter of fact, get you a card just for her. Yes, <laughs> Pay the lady. Because the journey that I know that she has been on has been absolutely phenomenal. And when I tell people who I would say my top smartest people are, she's in my top five, like hands down. Mm -hmm. I have just the nuggets that she drops continually. Amazing. And if you are not Facebook friends with her, if you're not following her page every day, she's dropping nuggets about taxes. Not just taxes, cryptocurrency. If you're curious about that, because someone has been talking to me about that, and I'm like, huh? <laughs> so just give, just for me, uh, just about cryptocurrency. When I saw that you provide information about that, I was like, help, I need to grab my own notebook and paper because <laughs> I'm like, what is this? Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, the because the thing about cryptocurrency and especially during the pandemic when people found themselves at home, you know, loss of income, there were a lot of people that were suffering through the pandemic and they were looking for ways to make money. Well, there were two main ways. People started trading stocks and they also started purchasing cryptocurrency. Well, unfortunately, a lot of people don't understand the tax implications of that. And so that's why I really um, want to put the education out there, you know, for folks to understand, like, this cryptocurrency ain't a game. Um, you know, I've been following this uh, since I actually, since I started my business. And it was when a really huge case with the IRS and Coinbase and IRS won that case to get access to um, the users that Coinbase had, right? Right. Because that was the draw to cryptocurrency. It's like everybody's like, well, the government's not going to know who I am. So I could just go here and, you know, I can move this money all willy nilly and nobody's going to know the difference. Well, um, not quite how that worked out. So, um, you know, but also the thing about cryptocurrency is that, you know, while you're, you know, people are using on the base of anonymity, you're anonymous, but that other person is anonymous too. So if you wind up getting taken for a ride with your cryptocurrency, it is what it is. Like you don't know who you're dealing with and the government is not going to go looking for them for you. Mm-hmm. So you really have to know what, what you're getting into. So using um, you know, reputable platforms for trading, you know, not falling for every, you know, go and make all this money today type thing. Because yes, people have made a lot of money in cryptocurrency. There's over 10,000 cryptocurrencies out there. Some of them are great. Some of them not so much, mm -hmm. right? But it's a risk. And also understanding that, you know, when you go trading cryptocurrencies, you got to report those gains, whether you took the money out or not. And that's where a lot of people got in trouble. As a matter of fact, I saw an article where some kid wound up with an $800,000 tax bill. And I say kid because he was really young, like maybe 20-ish maybe or something like that. Oh my goodness. Wound up with an $800,000 tax bill because, hey, he was trading cryptocurrency and he did it profitably. And then it went down. It doesn't matter if the value of your cryptocurrency goes down after you buy something. If you've created a taxable event and you have a gain to report, guess what? Thou shalt pay. Whether you mm -hmm. like it or not. And so I have seen some horror stories of people who, who really just did not understand what was happening. And, you know, like, wait a minute, why do I have this huge tax bill? I didn't take this money out. Well, it's not the fact that you actually took the money out is you had the ability to take it out, but you chose to purchase other cryptocurrencies. So that's what's called constructive receipt. And when you got constructive receipt, you will pay them constructive taxes. Mm -mm. Constructively. <laughs> Crying and all. <laughs> Crying and all. <laughs> yes. Like nobody wants to pay taxes. And I think this is what I think people don't understand. It's like, you just want people to pay taxes. Nobody wants to pay taxes. No. I prepare taxes. I don't want to write that check either. I'm sitting there like, here, take it. <laughs> take it. Nobody really wants to pay taxes. But you know what? It's the cost of living in the United States and being a United States citizen. Hello. Like, I don't care how many people come with you talking about that. Show me the law that says that. Listen, 
You can try that all you want to. Just know that tax attorneys love you because you keep them in really big houses when you have to defend these cases, when you don't pay these taxes because you you think uh, taxation is illegal, wasn't properly ratified, all these other things that you can come up with. But these people wind up going to jail. Mm-hmm. I'm just letting you know. Um, so, you know, so taxes is the biggest bill that you're ever going to pay. Right. It taxes is more than housing, more than raising kids. It is the biggest bill that you're going to pay. So you want to try and minimize that burden as much as possible. And that's what we do. This is what we study. And, you know, when it comes down to tax planning, which is like that's the key to lower taxes. Mm -hmm. Like people think here, here's my taxes on April 15th. Do something. (laughs) <laughs> There's nothing you can do on April 15th. There is nothing you can do after December 31st, 1159 and 59 seconds. Nothing. Okay. So the tax savings happens during the year. If you're not making those moves during the year at tax time, there really ain't a whole lot you can do. You might contribute to a retirement account, but contributing to a retirement account, that's great, but it's not designed to reduce taxes. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Let's talk about tax deductions because I know a lot of people, especially in my earlier part of business, were saying, oh, yeah, I'm starting a business because I want tax deductions. I think that's probably one of the stupidest things, but I could be wrong. But please help me out with that. Yeah, it's right up there with. Yeah, might not be the stupidest reason, but it's right up there. Like number two, the first no, the stupidest reason is because you want to get a bigger refund. Ah. Listen, okay. So let's talk about that. You go into business because you want to make money. Mm-hmm. That's why you go in business. Your job in business is to be profitable. But out here in these streets where everybody wants to be a tax pro and tell you what they heard, you hear if you go into business, you'll get a bigger tax refund. The only way that you get a a bigger tax refund is if you lose money. Who wants to lose money? Not me. Mm -mm. That's not how I get down. Exactly. Now, if you and, you know, and talking about these tax deductions for your business, you know, you have to actually make money to take advantage of the tax code. Like, yeah, you can go and, you know, make $10,000 and deduct, you know, $7,000 worth of expenses. Sure. And you're paying taxes on that, that remaining 3000. But if you're looking for your business to really fund your way of life, you trying to earn 10,000 and keep like eight, Right. And, you know, and then make some make some tax moves. Like you said, you know, you'll be able to contribute to a retirement account and those types of things. And then you pay taxes on, you know, on that profit that's left over. But business owners pay taxes when you are profitable. Thou shalt write checks. Okay, now I get it. Because you get out here and every year we hear the headline, Donald Trump didn't pay taxes. Jeff oh, yeah, Bezos yeah. didn't pay taxes. All these rich people didn't pay taxes. But see, if they were really doing something illegal, they would be in jail. Okay. So the first thing I ask people when people come to me and talk about these big names and how they didn't pay taxes, 
I just sit there and, you know, and I just ask one simple question. Are you willing to lose a billion dollars? No. Because, see, that's why Trump didn't pay taxes for 20 years, because in the 90s, he posted almost a billion dollar loss. And with tax planning that came from his hired CPA, he stretched that, lo that loss over 20 years. Tax planning. So mm -hmm. he might not have paid taxes, but I guarantee you he paid that CPA. Mm -hmm. Jeff Bezos, the same thing. On Amazon, he was losing money for years. And so he got to carry all those losses forward. It's called a net operating loss. So, you know, so you hear these headlines and you're like, oh, well, they're not paying taxes. No, it's just tax law. But they pay other taxes, though. Mm -hmm. They pay state taxes. They pay employment taxes, you know, excise taxes. There's a whole litany of taxes you can pay as a business owner. Okay. It's not just your federal income tax. Federal income tax is just part of the story. Right. So, yeah. Um, but no, I'm over here. We, we trying to make money over here. That's, that's what we doing. Because, because one of the people have, you can, you can, when you have money, you can take advantage of the tax code. When you broke, you can't do that. That's <laughs> true. No, nobody wants to be broke. Because I see one of our, our live studio audience members is saying, hi, Camus. He's saying that we want all the deductions. So I guess he wants you to tell him about what deductions can we get. Yeah, yeah listen, I'm about deducting all the things that you can legally deduct. I am here for it. Okay, absolutely. But... um. But what you have to do is even though you get to deduct all the things, but you still got to be profitable, right? Because right. the profit is what you, the business owner, live off of. So if you think that you're going to have this $1.5 million house, which in some parts of the country is an apartment, mm -hmm. you got to be having some $1.5 million money. Indeed. Right. So it's not just, you know, and people like, oh, well, I want to put everything in my corporation's name and all this other stuff. I'm like, listen, you ain't even got enough money for that yet. Because, see, when you do that, then if something happens to that business, there goes your roof. Mm. Right. So you got to know all the rules because just because it sounds good doesn't mean it is good. And you got to understand what the flip sides of things are. So, you know, people like I said, out here on these Instagram streets and TikTok and all that, giving you all the, let me tell you what this person told me about mm -hmm. these taxes. Okay. Those people, they really have zero responsibility to you. None. So when you go and take that advice and then it doesn't quite work out the way it's supposed to, the only person that's going to be responsible is you, you know, TikTok Joe and all that. No. Do your due diligence. Do thou, dude, and pay for consultations. Okay. Yes. 
Like people think it's like the worst thing in the world to pay for a tax consultation. That little bit of money that you pay up front is going to save you thousands on the back end. Right. So let's let's take me. Right. I use myself as an example all the time. So far this year, I have invested about eight thousand dollars in my continuing education. And the year's not over. Cause there's still some other stuff I got to take when I get, when we get all these updates, right? Eight grand. And so then when someone calls me, here's this invoice. Well, why do I have to pay you to answer my question? Cause I had to pay to learn the answers to your question. Hello. And if what I'm going to tell you is going to save you thousands of dollars, why shouldn't I get to eat? Right. And so it's just like when you show up at work. And if you've got a bachelor's degree and Sally's got a high school diploma, you expect to make more money than Sally. Right. Because you have invested in that education. Same thing. Mm hmm. So learn to value your professionals enough to invest in those consultations, because if it only costs you $150, $200, even maybe $300, and it saves you $1,000, you are not just saving that $1,000 this year. You're going to be saving that $1,000 year after year after year, and that tax professional still only made that consultation fee. Mm, something to think about. Yeah. So like really put that into perspective, um, you know, when it comes down to these consultations, because just like your friend is asking about these deductions, it it's situationally dependent. Are there some things that are like across the board, like business tools, that kind of thing? Absolutely. But depending on your business structure and that kind of thing, your deductions may be different from mine. Yes, yeah, true. And how you deduct things may be different. So that's why you need to pay for those consultations because you can watch every one of my videos. You can Google yourself into oblivion. It's not going to give you an accurate picture of your situation. All right. All right. So are there any common deductibles out there? Or maybe there are some things that we as business professionals may be missing that maybe we're not knowledgeable of to know that we can deduct these things that we should be aware of. So, okay. So the first thing is any tool that is ordinary necessary for your business is tax deductible. Okay. All right. So if you gotta buy headphones, because we talked about that, right? Yes. <laughs> gotta buy headphones, right? Ordinary necessary business expense. If you've gotta buy computers, that kind of thing, any of those tools. Um, the home office deduction is a big one. And it's a big one that people miss because one, there is this rumor out there that if you deduct a home office, that you're going to get audited when that's not the truth. Hmm. If you deduct the home office improperly, that's something else, right? <laughs> right? So you got to have people who know the rules. And depending on your business structure, you may not even be able to deduct a home office. Hmm. So that's why it pays to have a tax professional on your team. So they can tell you exactly how this is supposed to work. So any money that you spend for advertising, any bank fees, legal consultations, um, you might have, you know, have travel. Oh, for 2022, 
2023, I think. Don't quote me on that. I'll have to look to confirm. But business meals are going to be 100% deductible. They have to be provided by a restaurant. So if you go to a client meeting, mm -hmm. an actual client meeting. <laughs> Y'all see that look, right? <laughs> an actual client meeting, then that meal is 100% deductible, even if you're just paying for yourself. Okay. So if you're paying for your client too, then yes, but you got to document all that stuff. Okay. Good. And so you got to keep the receipts and all of that. All right. And the meal has to be in line with your business. And see, this is where people wind up mm. getting audited, right? Because see, you might be out here selling, let's say a $50 product, right? If your business is selling this $50 product over and over again, great. But then you take your client out to a $400 meal. Ooh. That don't mm. add up, mm -mm. right? Maybe $100, $50 between the two of you, that's not hard. But you out here spending four or $500 and you selling a $50 product, don't make no sense. Good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, there, so there really are, you know, like those types of things are common among all businesses. And again, the tools have to be ordinary and necessary. So like a hairstylist, she buys tools to make us look fabulous. That's tax deductible for the stylist. Now, if I go out here and get some styling tools, that's not tax deductible because I don't do hair. Right. Except my own. Right. So right. this is why it's got to be ordinary and necessary for your business. And while we're talking about it, about fabulousness, let us talk about this for a minute. There are lots and lots of people out here talking about how they're deducting their clothes because they have an image to maintain. Mm -hmm. Listen, that by and large is not tax deductible. And there is case law to support said non-tax deductibility. So there are specific instances in which clothing may be deductible. There are specific rules to follow. But by and large, if you go to, you know, get a, buy an outfit to be cute at a speaking engagement, by and large, it's not tax deductible. Wow. So that's just some extra for my street committee people. Mm-hmm. Because people always say, oh, yeah, you can just deduct that on your taxes. Nope. <laughs> now everybody in the chat is probably sitting there going uh oh let me go back and mark this off my taxes I was planning on this year <laughs> you got everybody going back and looking back like uh oh I'm in trouble but this is what we do and as tax professionals one of the things that the IRS has done is really put the audit responsibility back on us okay so your tax professional is going to be asking you for a lot more documentation they're going to be asking if they're worth their weight and salt they're going to be asking you a lot of questions and they're asking you these questions because the IRS has said, hey, tax pro, if you don't do what's called your due diligence, we're going to fine you. I'm not trying to write no checks. I would rather lose a client because they did not want to provide me documentation than to take a chance. And, you know, campaign for smoke from the IRS in the Treasury Department. No, that ain't what we No, I don't want that kind of smoke. 
Mm-mm. So, you know, so asking about, you know, residency and, you know, verifying expenses, if something looks out of whack in your expenses, you know, your tax person may be asking, okay, let me see some documentation on this. Because if they don't and you get audited, the first thing, the what is the first thing the client going to do? Throw the tax pro under the bus. Absolutely. Well, they did it. And so, and then if the IRS looks at you and you didn't do your due diligence, well, here's this little fine just for you. Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't know about y'all, but my mind is just going like this right now because for, for but not only just for me, but for some of y'all out there that I know personally, because taxes for a lot of people don't become a reality until they go and stand before HR block or whoever the tax professional person is, even if it's them themselves, they don't think about it. That's why I wanted to do this show, Lissandra, because I know that you know what you know and the things that we need to know that we don't know. So I wanted you here because there are a lot of people, like you said earlier, receiving misinformation. Mm-hmm. And here on this, here on Sewing and Rooted, that's our job to fix that craziness and educate you all. And I always tell people as the educated natural, I won't leave you uneducated. If mm-hmm. I don't know the answer, thank God I know people such as Lissandra that do. Because I want you all to win in your businesses this year. And I'm tired of people just winging it, hoping for the best. And when they get audited, and I want to talk about auditing, when they get audited or when that professional tax person comes and they says, hey, I need this document, I need that document. They're not going, what is that? Mm -hmm. And I want you to kind of give everyone just a brief explanation as to what documents they need to be prepared to present to someone such as yourself, an enrolled agent. Awesome. Because you know what? This coming tax season is going to be another trash tax season. We have already purposed in our minds that <laughs> 2020 part two is going to be this, that, right? So, and especially being focused when you're getting ready to file 2021, okay? You're going to need to have for your dependents, you're going to need to have a document from their school or medical record or something to validate residency. You're going to need to have those social security cards and birth certificates. Okay. I know you're sitting up here thinking, okay, they trying to get all the business. Hey, it's our job to verify. Right. And we also have to keep those documents, um, keep copies of those because our files get audited. Right. Mm -hmm. If the IRS comes and audits our files and we don't have it, we will get a fine. Okay. Right. So the other thing that you need to have prepared for your 2021 filing is the advanced child tax credit. You need to know how much of the advanced child tax credit you got. You can look on your account at irs.gov, go to irs.gov, and then there is um, there's a box for view your account. Okay. You need to know how much advanced child tax credit you received. You also need to know how much of that third stimulus that came out like July something, that $1,400 one, that was the third stimulus payment. You need to know if you got that and how much, right? Those are the, those are going to be the main things that you need to have prepared for your tax professional outside of the normal W-2s, the 1099s and all of that. Those are the things that everybody else, everybody knows that you need to have those. If there's any tax document that you receive in the mail, it needs to go to your tax professional because the IRS also has a copy of that tax document. And if it is not reported, 
then you get this nice letter, an automated underreporting letter. This is, hey, you didn't report this income and this is what we have on file. Fix it, please and thank you. Or we have made this adjustment for you. If you don't agree, call us. <laughs> but if you do, we got it. Here's how much you owe us. Thank you. Have a nice day. Okay. So, you know, all of those tax documents that you receive, all of that needs to go to your tax professional. If you're a business owner, you need to have your profit and loss statement. Even if it is on a basic spreadsheet, you need to have your income and you need to have item, itemized or categorized expenses. Okay. For your tax professional, you can't have, you made $60,000 and your expenses were $40,000 and that's it. That is an audit red flag. Okay. So, um, so you need to have your profit and loss statement and it, listen, if you're in these partnerships and such, and you know, S corps, you also need to have your balance sheet done. Okay. Because the IRS is looking for those balance sheets because they're looking at whether or not you should be getting taxed on your distributions. And if you're doing that properly, right. So business owners, you need to have that profit and loss and balance sheets. And all those are like the main things that you're going to need to have in place for 2021. And then for my cryptocurrency folks, mm -hmm. you need to have those transactions or your, um, your, your tax professional needs to have access so they can go through and pull those documents down and, you know, actually help you with your cryptocurrency taxes. Not all tax people do cryptocurrency. A lot of tax people are like, I'm out. Don't want to be bothered. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, you got to find somebody who knows what they're doing. That's it. Because even if, and there are a lot of platforms that that will produce the 8949 for you, the form that you report your cryptocurrency taxes on. They will create one for you. It doesn't mean it's the best one for you. Got you. Yeah. So you so you gotta so your tax pro has to know about your stuff, your tax situation. Now, have you come across people that are in the wrong business category when it comes to taxes? You know, you hear, I hear a lot of people say, oh, file as an LL, register as an LLC. But when you do your taxes, do your taxes as an S Corp or whatever. Yeah, yes. Um, because, again, LLC, Twitter, tax <laughs> yes. TikTok, you know, home company, YouTube, all these things. Listen, business structure is not something that you do based on street committee tax advice. There's actually math behind those numbers um, as to whether you should be an S corp or if you should be a C corp. There's a lot of things that goes into business structure. There are legal concerns, which you should address with an attorney, but there's tax concerns and those are two different things. So you may do something for legal reasons that you know is going to cost you in taxes, but there are also things that you'll do tax wise that you can't do something legally, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to know all of the information so that you can make an educated decision about this business structure and know what you're getting into. Because we live in this DIY society. I don't need to pay you for my business structure. I can just go on XYZ site and do it myself. That's it. Mm -hmm. Well, the when you do it yourself, it is expected that you know all the rules. And nine times out of 10, you don't. 
And I know because then when you get to me, I'm asking you these questions and people will say, well, why didn't somebody tell me that? Mm -hmm. If you formed your own business structure, you are the somebody who is supposed to know. That's it. It is assumed that you know what you're doing. And these websites that you use, they're not going to stop you. You're going to pay your fee and they're going to give you what you want. That's it. So, yeah, don't be getting all these in these business structures all willy nilly because getting in is easy. Oh, yeah. Now, mm, something else. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've heard quite a few horror stories from people. Like for me, I earlier this year, about March, April time frame, I received a notification from my state saying you have to pay taxes. And I'm like, no, taxes aren't until next year. What are you talking about? Come to find out, state taxes, sales taxes, because, you know, I have that reseller's permit. I was like, wait, what is this quarterly stuff? What are y'all talking about? So I called and was like, excuse me. (laughs) And so they had to explain it to me saying, yes, every quarter you have to pay these taxes. Yeah. Even if you got to file a zero return, you still got to do it. Yes. And you will pay a penalty if you don't. You sure will because I paid them an extra $20 <laughs> because I didn't know. But all it took was that $20. So you're like, That's okay, it. you won't make that mistake again. No more. <laughs> you fooled me once, or I fooled myself. Right. But, <laughs> but that's but that's but that's really what happens. And when you're talking about uh fines and penalties for business structures at the state and the federal level, baby, the mm-hmm. penalties is deep. Yes. Mm. I was upset, y'all. Looked at my husband and said, they're gonna charge me $20. <laughs> $20. I'd have been like, cool, here's this 20 right here. <laughs> and that's what I did. I thought about it. I said, you know what? Let me just go on and pay this because fighting okay. this, I'm gonna be in a whole nother, I'm gonna have to pay 40 if I don't go pay for next okay. time. Let me go to pay this. But you know, but just but just to give you an example, I have um, I got a new client, and she had, you know, her and her family bought rental property together. I was like, great. Um, and she's like, yeah, we're a multi-member LLC. I'm like, you're a partnership, and this is how you're taxed. But she hadn't filed taxes oh. in three years. And she and she didn't because she didn't know what to do. And so the penalty is two hundred dollars per month per partner. So we're talking about twelve hundred dollars a month. For 12 months, my goodness, plus interest that compounds and adds daily. Oh, man. so. Yeah, they don't play with these penalties at all. Mm-mm. And I had to pay that $20 because I was late. They didn't care what my excuse was. They didn't care. No. Oh, I didn't know. They were like, uh, you should have business you owner. You should have known. And you should have known because you got the reseller's permit. And that's exactly, exactly the way that these states and the feds look at this. If you went and formed this business structure, then you should have known what your requirements are. But I fell for the whole, you know, your Instagram, your YouTube peeps saying, oh, you're in the apparel industry. You have to get that reseller's permit or that reseller's license and blah, blah, blah. I didn't tell you the other part of that. that and there's a lot of times because they don't know. Right. 
because they don't know to tell you. All right. They just know they go go repeat some stuff. <laughs> they heard. <laughs> it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about the fees. <laughs> Nobody talks about the fees. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, um, you know, when it comes down to this tax thing, you know, people look at the IRS like they're the devil. The IRS is the enforcer. All right. Congress is the one who makes those laws. The IRS just they just the cops. And they have deputized us against our will. <laughs> okay? Like it is what it is. So, you know, when so when you're in this business thing, like you can really you can really screw up on a sole proprietorship. Okay, let's be real. Sole proprietor, single member LLC, that's when you get your feet wet, you screw up and all of that. Let's that that's really what it is. You can screw up there. But mm-hmm. once you start getting into these larger business structures like the S corps and partnerships and corporations and all of that, you need to have someone on your team. If you're in these, you know, these upper business structures and you don't have structured bookkeeping, that is an absolute no-go at this station. That's army talk, but don't do that. Hello. This is one of the things that the PPP and the EIDL, all of that brought out is how many businesses were out there that did not have structured bookkeeping, but they should have because they could not submit the documents that they were, you know, that the banks and stuff were asking for and and people weren't ready. So even though were there a lot of people that got shut out of PPP and all that? Yes, there were. But there were more people who were unprepared to apply for the money. See, that was a problem. Nobody wanted to talk about that problem. You were unprepared to apply for the money because you did not have the proper bookkeeping in place. That's true. Mm -hmm. Now, do you do bookkeeping? My company offers bookkeeping, but Lusandra does not do the bookkeeping. I do the tax part. <laughs> there you go. And don't get it confused. <laughs> because see, listen, I laugh because, you know, some companies got you out here thinking, oh, you can do taxes. If you just use our software, you can do taxes. If you just use our software, you can do bookkeeping. I'm here to tell you that is a no. Okay. Absolutely not. You need to operate in your zone of genius. I am a tax person. Tax is my zone of genius. Bookkeeping is not my zone of genius. I have a bookkeeper who is a stellar bookkeeper and that is her zone of genius. And she does my books because I don't do it. Right? I even had a tax person until she fired me because <laughs> she said I didn't need her anymore. She's like, go do your own. Make room for somebody who needs me. I'm like, but I like when you did my taxes. She's like, girl, bye. Exactly. Like, yes, ma'am. I appreciate you while you were here. But yeah, she kicked me all the way to the curb. She's like, you don't need me. Make room. Yes, Mm -hmm. Mm ma'am. Now, someone asked about TurboTax. So are they trustworthy? Should we be cautious? Okay. So TurboTax, there's nothing wrong with the software. The information that goes into the software might be something completely different. Okay. And the reason I say that is because what people do 
is they put the information in, then they don't like what they see. Then they go put a number somewhere else. Oh, I like that number better. So the software is not designed to tell you that the number is wrong. It's going to let you do whatever you do. So there's nothing wrong with the software. If you have just your W-2 and you might even have your um, like own a home, that kind of thing, you can get by with TurboTax. Like TurboTax, H&R Block, whatever home software there is. Like I'm very mm -hmm. honest about those things. You can do that. But once you start having a business and that you you need to you need to hire that out. And I mean, even TurboTax, they do have live help. I know because I worked for them for a season. Most people don't know that. But I, I was like, that. I got to go see what the hype is about. Like people, the tax people were ticked off because Intuit was taking all the customers. So I went to work for them for a season and I was sitting here like, oh, well, none of these customers like me. There was maybe one or two clients that I spoke with that I'd have been like, yeah, I kind of wish I would have had that in my practice. Um, but by and large, I was like, yeah, no. Y'all can stay right over here. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. that bad? Oh, my gosh. I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good over here. But they do have live help. But now let me also tell you this, and Lord, I hope into it. Don't come back and sue me. But um, but when you call for live help for a specific question, they they answer the specific question. They can see something glaringly wrong on your return, but because you didn't call about that, they're not going to tell you. Oh. Now you can. Um, they they have new services where you can send them your tax return and they're supposed to do it. I don't that I think that started last year. But even still, they can't do them all. And the fact is, they're really not a part of your team. Right? They're just sending you your, you know, whatever stuff you send, this is what you got. You know what I mean? So That's there's good. nothing wrong with the software at all. Um and they're actually a good company to work for. And I would even tell tax professionals, like if you really want to get a variety of experience in taxes to go work for them for at least a season. I saw a lot of things. I was like, oh, I need to learn about that. Right. Right. So working for now, listen, but it is not for the week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is not for the week. I believe it. Taxes in general is not for the week. Honey, working for it to endure a tax season is not for the week. I'm like, I'm going to sleep for six months after I get done with this. Um, but yeah, so as far as the, the as far as the tax software goes, there's nothing wrong with the tax software. But you got to be honest with the software. Right. That's that's what it boils down to. Right. Now, one of the people in our live studio says they use HR Block every year, but then now they're looking for an accountant. Any suggestions there? So, well, <laughs> there's always me. But but if you want to know like what to ask, right? Let's let's look about you know think about what you want. You may want someone in your town, okay? Perfectly fine. But you need to ask them about their clientele. Like, what type of clients do you service? You don't tell them what business you're in. You may not 
tell them that necessarily up front. They may ask you about that, but ask about what type of clientele they service, what type of returns they prepare. You can also ask about, like I said, ask about their continuing education. Like what, like how many hours of continuing education do you have? Um, and so, and, you know, and then when, and when you're interviewing and this is what you should be doing now, when you're talking about getting ready for taxes, this is what you should be doing. in in this season, now we got an extension deadline coming up in September and October, but after that, you should be looking for that tax person, asking them and, and really seeing if they're a good fit mm-hmm. for you, because a lot of times you know, what happens is, is like you wait until tax season and then you wind up accepting anybody and they wind up being the wrong person for you. I might not be somebody's cup of tea. I am, you know, completely cool with that. There are some people that just need a little something from somebody. And that's what makes each tax person special. Exactly. You know, and, and in what, and whatever you do in business, is that something about you that makes you special that's going to attract your ideal client? So don't go trying to be somebody that you're not. Just be your authentic self, and those people who are attracted to you will come to you. Anywho, not that you asked for that, but there you go. <laughs> um, but, you know, but to make sure that that person really understands your needs and your goals so right. they can be of the best help to you. So, you know, don't be afraid to ask her questions and don't be afraid to say, you know what? I don't think this is a good fit. And that and it really is OK. There's lots of other tax pros out there. Right. You might be your business might be at a different level than, you know, like their clientele. Like I don't do farm taxes, for instance. So if somebody came to me and says, hey, I have this farm. Like, honey, I'm gonna have to find somebody else to help you because that's not what I do. I stay in my lane with with what I am competent in and any professional is going to do that. Absolutely. So, you know, so be, so be willing to put in the legwork, decide what you want in a professional and then look for that. Absolutely. Great advice. You have to fit, find the person that fits you. Cause like you've always told me from day one, it doesn't matter how smart you may be, how good you may be at what you do. You are not for everybody. So it's important that we all learn that. And for those of you that keep asking, Lissandra, can you please give them once again your contact information for those that may just be popping in and popping out? Absolutely. So I am the Home Biz Tax Lady on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Um, You can find me hanging out on Facebook. My name is Lissandra Everett EA. You'll find me there too. And, you know, and we'll get you set up with a discovery call. So we can see if you're a good fit. You might not like me once you get on the phone. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Because my husband says, he says, why do you talk to people like you, they mama? <laughs> I'm just passionate about what I do. And that's how it comes out. Yeah. You know, some people are okay with that. Some people aren't. True. It's, but it's going to be me. Exactly. And that's what I love about you because you remind me of me because you don't take no mess. You're like, look, we're here to get you straight. Let's get you straight. Right. And we're not going to sugarcoat it. This is what she does. Trust me. That's why I love her because she reminds me of myself. I said, I don't mind you talking to me like that. I I get where you're coming from. Some people don't like, some people like that sugar. I'm not, she's probably not for you either. 
Because sugar winds up, that gets you in jail. I told y'all, orange is not the new black. Uh, mm -mm. Mm -mm. Nope. And, you know, and that's, um, and, and honestly, that can be a difficult pill for people to swallow because they're so used to dealing with people who, who don't necessarily follow the tax law. Right. And then when they go to someone who does, then they're, you know, the, uh, the initial thought is that, okay, you don't know what you're doing. When you're you are you've been used to just dealing with somebody that just does stuff all willy nilly, and I'll give you an example. I have a new client who um, she made six figures uh, in gambling. I was like, I need to go hang out with you, you know. But you know, but when you're but when you have gambling winnings and whatnot, and you want to write out those losses, you got to have a log, and so I. If you don't show me this log, I can't just go right off a hundred grand in, in winnings. I can't do that. So, you know, so like your previous person may have done that, but this is what the law says. Right. And if, and I train all of my clients, we're going to prepare this return as if you knew you were going to get audited tomorrow because you don't know when tomorrow is going to happen. We can never, ever, ever tell you that you will never get audited. We can only help you be prepared if you do. Mm -hmm. And so if you knew the IRS was coming to your house tomorrow to look at this tax return, you're going to have every I dotted. You're going to have every T crossed. You're going to have every seat all nice, neat and organized and all those things. So you can say, here you go. And that's what I, that's where I want my clients to be like, okay, here's this tax return. Here's all your documentation. Put that in a nice little envelope. So if the IRS comes back and says, Hey, I need to see this documentation. You can just pull that out, fax it over to them and have a nice day. There you go. Now, I don't know about y'all, but uh, that's reason enough to hire her. And I'm not just saying that cause she's sitting here in front of me, <laughs> but I'm telling you based on my own experience, she's a smart cookie. She is a smart cookie. <laughs> okay, no, everybody don't get that from me. Everybody <laughs> does not get that type mm -hmm. of recommendation from me. But anything dealing with taxes, business, I'm going to send you to her. Because I've been around her long enough. And like the saying goes, proof is in the pudding. She's got the proof and the pudding. So if you're in business in any realm, you need to go take that discovery call from the home biz tax lady immediately before she becomes so busy she don't have time for you. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. We getting there. Okay. See? So, but I will also say that, um, so to book a discovery call, it's www.homebiztaxchat.com and you can schedule a discovery call or if you know you need a consultation, schedule the consultation. Okay, don't be trying to squeeze 30 minutes into, into 15. That ain't how this works. Okay. <laughs> but um, but then, you know, if you go to schedule and the schedule is full, you can reach out to me on social media and then we'll see if we can find a time to get you in. There you go. Yeah, but you better tell me that you came from Team KC10. That's right. Not... <laughs> right. Team KC10, better write it down. Better write it down because I do ask, like, how did you hear of us? And if I don't see Team KC10 in that, you may or may not get it. Mm, see, see, 
My name holds weight. Isn't that great? It does. <laughs> Listen. So let's talk about these referrals real quick. Yes. Right? When they're when we're talking about referrals, there's three parts. Okay. Okay. The person being referred, the person who's the service provider, and the person that's doing the referring. Everybody's reputation is on the line. True. If you are a bad client, that service provider is going to go back to your refer and say, don't refer them to nobody else. If you are a bad service provider, that referring person is not going to refer you to anybody else. And if the referring person is sending you bad clients, whenever that referring person sends, that holds no weight. It's like, no. So everybody has responsibility in the referral process. Yes. So, so true. that's the extra that you didn't show up for either. So true. Because <laughs> from when we first started in 2013, Lissandra, till now, I have given out behind the scenes referrals to people that I knew did certain things because people would come to me for certain services. And I'm like, I don't do that, but I know somebody that does because I always mm -hmm. keep my Rolodex of people. Right. But it was saddening to me to get word back from those I referred out to certain people. The reports back were negative. Mm -hmm. And then I felt bad because here I am sending people to these people that are not either doing what they say they can do or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So it impacted me. So I have to now, as the person that has a Rolodex of people that she loves to share out information about, I have to do my due diligence and go back and see what are these people providing now? Mm -hmm. Because some people may have provided certain things back in 2020. They don't provide in 21. So right. I have to be knowledgeable about, about that. That's why I love watching you share your journey out, not just publicly, but you know, behind the scenes with our inbox messages and everything. That keeps me knowledgeable. Okay, I know taxes, her all day long. I know certain things that I know business people need mm -hmm. who I definitely can send them to. They're not one of these flip-flop people because if I get one more person <laughs> that sits there and tells me, oh, I only deal with celebrity clients, I'm going to choke somebody. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I'm like, what did that happen? So you forgetting about the little people, the people yeah. that build you to where you are. Now you're only going to deal with the celebrities. Okay, thank you for letting me know so I can take you out of my Rolodex and put you somewhere else. <laughs> and, and you know what? And that's okay. If that if that's your if that's your niche is, you know, either, either whoever, you know, hey, it is what it is. Like be be very honest with that. Yes. If I'm not sending nobody to you, don't be looking at me cross-eyed because that's exactly. not my clientele. Exactly. But I thank you, Lissandra, for being here. I know you have a wonderful family you have to get back to. I know you have a ton of things to do and more tax books to read, Missy. <laughs> so okay, I thank on, you. No, right, right. Wait, hold on. Wait. Uh-oh, y'all. Yeah, see, like over there. Yeah. That's all the things. <laughs> y'all, that just makes my head book, hurt, so. I swear. <laughs> Business owners make the money. Let her help you with everything else. The tax yeah. side. You make the money. Don't try. You see that? You see the bookshelf she got in there? Yo. 
Stay in your lane. It really, yeah. I'm a nerd. Okay, I'm a tax nerd. I accept My that. husband is the same way. <laughs> and sometimes he'll get to going and asking questions and I'm like, huh? <laughs> okay. You need to know about this and he'll bring up tax stuff or he'll bring up investments is a big thing for him. He loves the financial world, which works out great for us as a family. Yeah. But when he starts going in his lane and it's way outside of my lane, I'm like, I need yeah, to be a like, awesome. Yeah. Shut up. Really? No. Exactly. <laughs> but it's all about achieving a level of mastery. And that is that is always my pursuit. My pursuit is never for perfection, but for mastery. Um, because no matter how much I learn, I still make mistakes. And tax people do make mistakes. Okay. Yeah. But the professional will be able to fix said mistake. There you go. Okay. Um, so yeah, like I just I just made a mistake on a turn on a return. I thought it was a five, and I thought it was a six, and it was a five. So yep, I had to make that phone call. Mm-hmm. It was not pretty, but you know, I was like, hey, here's what happened. You know, she was like, okay, great, we'll fix this, no problem. You know, um, a, a good professional is going to take responsibility and own up to those things. We are humans. We will make those mistakes. Um, but the pursuit is always for mastery, never for perfection, because we'll never get there. And as long as you pursue mastery in your field, then people are going to come to you because they want the best. People really do want the best that they can afford. And let me tell you something, especially when you're getting out here in this world and dealing with people, there are going to be sometimes there are going to be some people that you can't afford. True, true. But that doesn't mean that they can't help you or that they won't help you. Right. But you also have to be worthy of being helped. Hello. Right. Because if that person who's normally a person that you got, you're going to spend $300 an hour for a consultation and they see something in you that says, you know what, let me talk to you. Don't waste their information. Don't waste their time. Like I get what it's like to be broke and need help. And anybody who has helped, who has helped me on this journey, you can go back and ask them when I was broke and they helped me, did I waste their information? And the answer will be a consummate no. Why? Because when they told me stuff, I went and did what they told me. And I came back and say, here is what I did. Amazing. And they will, there are these people now, you can't get them on the phone, but I can get them on the phone and they will help me because I have never wasted their information. That's it. That's why team KC10, that's why her name bears weight. Because I know if she's coming to me, she needs help. Absolutely. And, and I, I don't I waste know. her. I don't waste anything she pours. That's it. That's it. Don't waste what people pour into you. No. I didn't want to do video. But when she told me the power of video, I said, yes, ma'am. Whatever you say. And she would look at me and say, uh-uh, you have not When I came to her, she was like, you have an MBA. What am I going to do with you? And I was like, help. <laughs> what you right? Help me. I was like, oh, my God, this chick has got an MBA. I don't have an MBA. What am I going to do? 
you help me and you continue to do so. And she's always pouring. Like I, I just say the simplest thing and she was like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, and I feel so much better. I'm like, oh, okay. You made that sound so, so easy. Thank you. Like she just, it's just there for her ready to pour. And like she said, don't waste her time. For those of you that's going to connect with her and you're using my name, don't waste her time. Don't mess up my reputation. Don't <laughs> it's for real. Right? Don't you mess up her reputation because see, I'm mm -hmm. But no, I mean, um, you know, along this journey of business and of life, we will have seasons. You will have the seasons of abundance. You will have seasons of poverty. We all have peaks and valleys. There is a time and a season for all things. Okay. And it's the relationships that you build with people that's going to help you in those valleys. And if you have constantly wasted people's time, wasted their information when you really need them, it's not going to happen. Oh, no. It's not. Like, that's, that's, that's life. That's a life lesson, a business lesson. Oh, yes. Now, y'all but absorb that. Let it stew like some pinto beans and neck bones. To absorb all of that. Because yeah. that's the power. We don't need to say anything. That's the power word right there. Like somebody says, uh, Miss Pat says, she's about to preach now. Listen, Miss Pat. Hey, Miss Pat. Okay. Talk about pouring into people. I called Miss Pat at like five o'clock in the morning. I was like, I need to talk to somebody. And Miss Pat answered her phone. And I am forever grateful. Wow. Because I, you know, we have that imposter syndrome. We all get it sometimes. And I was like, who am I to do X, Y, Z? And she was like, what are you talking about? At five o'clock in the morning. Wow. It was five o'clock my time. So it was four o'clock her time. Oh, wow. <laughs> she like you remember yes, that I will never forget it I will never forget it wow that's what, what your name is wow thank you Miss Pat for helping out my sister wow look see I go get about to cry and I have nothing to do with me good gracious Cassandra make <laughs> <laughs> me cry but yeah so did I, Miss Pat. I got Misty over here too. I'm like, <laughs> see, we all we had the close of the show, and she about to start already. We were doing so good. <sighs> we gonna cry later though. I know, right? <laughs> but Lysandra, I can't say enough great things about you. There aren't even words in the dictionary to explain or express how much you mean to me to this show. You've been here from the very beginning and I can't thank you enough. I know my husband can't thank you enough because since knowing you, I've grown. I've been able to stop hiding and spread my wings and do what I'm called to do. No matter how many times I tried to run from it, I can just hear your words like, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> I can just hear you like, get back out there. It's your purpose. It's your calling. So person like me needs that and appreciates that from you. And I thank God every time he gives me the opportunity to sit around you, 
whether it's on somebody else's live stream, whether it's on your own live stream or your videos or whatever you're doing, just to be able to sit there just in awe and saying, I know her. And that means the world to me. Now, let me stop because now I feel myself about to get emotional. So I just want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you for stepping out into becoming an enrolled agent to help so many people like myself. Your star is huge, my darling. It is huge. And God has so much more in store for you. And I just want to tell you, keep doing what you're doing. Keep going higher and higher in your purpose and the calling that God has for you. Thank you. Because you are definitely my right people. I've been around the wrong people before, but you are definitely my right people. Thank you. So for those of you that were here late, one more time, Lissandra, give everyone your contact information. Because I know after this show, you're going to get full of inbox messages. People saying, I want to be down. (laughs) So you can connect with me on all social media at the Home Biz Tax Lady. Uh, That's Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and some other stuff, I think. But you're going to find me mainly on YouTube and Facebook. My name is Lissandra Everett. My uh, page is the Home Biz Tax Lady. And you can schedule a discovery call at Home Biz Tax Chat, H-O-M-E, B as in boy, I-Z-C-H-A-T dot com. All right, everyone, you have heard it here first. But before we leave today's show, I have to say hello and thank you to my live studio audience, everyone that has been here. Thank you, Anthony Alexander, for being here. Thank you, Camus McNair, for being here. Thank you, Taryn, for being here. Thank you, Mike, for Mike Tease, for being here. If I forgot you, please forgive me. Thank you. Who else we have here? Miss Pat, thank you for being here. Thank you, everyone over on the other social media platforms that were just tuning in who didn't leave a comment. You could have been anywhere, but you decided to tune in right here to Sewn on Purpose, and we are forever grateful. The only thing we need you to do, if you found anything in this show of value, share it out. Don't you keep all these golden nuggets and Lissandra to yourself. Share everything of this video out on your social media, on your websites, wherever. Let people know about Lusandra Everett, the home biz tax lady, because she is destined to help each and every one of us excel in our business and to keep Uncle Sam and the IRS from being at our front door. Okay, so do your due diligence, study as much as you can. But once you realize it's a little bit bigger than you, contact the home biz tax lady at your earliest convenience. I am Kimberly Collins, The Educated Natural. You can find me on all social media as The Educated Natural. But if you want to find out what I do in business, which is the apparel industry customizations, just go to www.sewnonpurpose.com. Until the next time, God allows us to come together one more time. As I always say, remember, be blessed, be sown, and be rooted. Until the next time, God bless you.